Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. The veteran community has a special place in the heart of EIG founder Karen Ellenbecker and President Julie Ellenbecker. Karen's son and Julie's brother, Jeff Ellenbecker, served in the Army. Jeff heads up an Ellenbecker Veterans Special Interest Group, which is one of five different special interest groups that EIG hosts. And a special interest group is defined as a group that provides education in the form of a class or a seminar or an event in a certain area of interest to a certain group of people, in this case, veterans. And it's open to anyone in the community to attend. So this last September, we had another veteran appreciation event where we had music, we had food, we had games, and we brought in the Pewaukee Color Guard. It was a really nice event where different veteran nonprofit organizations had an information table where they could tell visitors all about their mission and their vision. My guests today are two of those nonprofits that were at our veteran appreciation event, and they're here to tell our audience all about their mission and their vision. My first guest today is Peter Barecki from the R&R House, uh, part of the nonprofit called Mental Health of America. Uh, Thanks for being here today, Peter. Thank you. I'm I'm really glad to be here today and really glad that uh, the Ellen Becker Investment Group was able to invite me here and able to uh, everything that to do for the veteran community. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, So what did you think? of the Veteran Appreciation Event. I'm curious, did, did you get to talk with a number of people about the mission of R&R House? Yeah, um, honestly, I felt like I was talking nonstop. It was a great turnout, one of the better uh, veteran uh, events that we've te- attended this year, and we try to attend everyone that we can. So it was a phenomenal event, and I'm looking forward to the next one you guys put on. Very good. Yeah, we we did it last year as well, and this year, uh, this last year, we had a really great event um, roll out like 20 different nonprofit organizations that were involved. It was really great. So why don't you tell our, our audience about R&R House and, and its mission? So the R&R House is a peer run respite for veterans. Really, our mission is to make sure every veteran has a place and a resource um, that's for them. And, you know, we are all veterans ourselves, and we have been in similar situations as veterans, and we want to make sure every veteran has a safe place to be able to talk to another veteran. Okay. Well, why did you get involved with the R&R House in the first place? So um, when when I got out of the, the Army in about 2013, I went, just joined the workforce again, was working, and then around 2000, beginning 2019, I decided I needed a change. And I was really looking for something where I can go back to really helping people. And I was originally looking actually uh, going to nursing school, um, but I was talking to um, one of my counselors that I was seeing, and he told me uh, about this opportunity that was coming up for being a peer support and peer run respite. I really didn't know what either was at the time, but I you know, looked into it. I reached out to Mental Health America and been with them since. I was really uh, there during the beginning and development of the r and House. Hmm. Well, you you said something called peer-run respite. Can you explain to us what that is exactly? So a respite's really uh, a, a place for um, people, uh, 
in like the mental health community where they can really get a break. So we're in a nice like scenic area. Um, so we're you know kind of away from you know the noises of the city where people can really relax. And with that, we're like-minded. Where you know we've been in similar situations where you know when I got out of the military, you know I was suffering through PTSD. So I've navigated and gone through you know different uh, things involving P- PTSD. So other veterans who you know might have PTSD or something similar you know, I can share my experiences with them. So they know that they're not alone and they have that hope that it is possible to be able to move forward. Mm. Well, I read something a while ago that peer support emerged as a social justice movement during the 70s in an effort to provide a, a voice to those struggling with mental health. And it was introduced to emphasize value on personal experiences, to impart dignity and express empathy. So why do you think peer support is so important to veterans? A lot of people through their life, they're, uh, they've never really had, were uh, um, given a choice of how they see recovery. A lot of times they're told what they need to do or, you know, hey, you just need to go talk to this person or you need to do this. Peer support and respite really gives them that option where, you know, we're, we're not a doctor, we're not clinical, you know, there's not really one person's above the other. We're side by side with that individual. We hear what they think reco- their recovery looks like, and we're there to support their decisions and have them have their voice um, being heard. So, and especially with us being veterans, um, you know, we have that share experience. And a lot of veterans, it's hard for them to open up or talk to other people, but it's usually a lot easier for a veteran to talk to another veteran, you know, especially when we know language. When I got out of the military, it was very hard for me to talk to anyone because every time I started opening up to someone who wasn't a veteran, it felt like I was constantly being interrupted because um, in the military, there's abbreviation for everything. Um, and, you know, just having to keep on stopping to explain every abbreviation can be very frustrating. Okay, sure. And being able to talk to someone where you don't have to stop all the time, you know, especially when it's something you're really opening up, you know, and it, it's just more comfortable. I personally, I kept on feeling like someone wasn't really listening to me or I was going through all this effort and, you know, stuff that was very emotional to me. And so it was already hard to talk about and having to keep on pausing that essentially just more trauma that it uh, compounded on top of what I already was going through. Mm. Well, I think that speaks to the value of personal experiences and imparting dignity and expressing empathy because you said no one knows a veteran like a fellow veteran, right? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, like I said, now being able to connect with veterans when, uh, when I'm working with them, it's really powerful because not only am I helping them, but they're also helping me. Oh, I imagine. And we get we get to share and connect off of that. And, you know, I've had people where, you know, it's stuff they've been dealing with since um, Vietnam or, you know, other conflicts or, you know, for many, you know, decades. And just be able to see where they're able to talk about something that's kind of been eating at them or something they've been holding on to for a long time. And just can you see like their that facial expression just change a little bit, where you can almost see a little bit of hope enters their eye, and it's it's just powerful. Mm, I imagine, and probably very rewarding. Yes, no, absolutely, and you know, it it really makes it easier for me to 
help with my issues and it's made me able to open up more with like my wife and my family and be able to really build and keep those connections. I imagine. Wow. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, we're going to learn what services specifically the R&R House has to offer veterans seeking help and support. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Peter Barucki from the R&R House, which is part of the nonprofit called Mental Health America of Wisconsin. So, Peter, tell us what types of services that you, specifically, that you offer to the veterans that you serve. Yeah, so our first service we offer is a, a peer-run respite for veterans. So we're actually the first peer-run respite in the country for veterans. So um, what, what that offers is any veteran in the state of Wisconsin is welcome to contact us. Um, so our definition of veteran is anyone who's taken oath or put their uniform on for at least one day, Discharge status doesn't matter. Length of service doesn't matter. Um, a lot of veterans who've you know either been already discharged or you know haven't served long, they don't get a lot of benefits, um, you know, as other veterans do. So as long as you know they've taken that oath, put their uniform on for a day, we consider them a veteran. You know, so if so, really, with the peer one respite is uh, really a good place for if a veteran just needs you know, a place to get away, take a break, you know, maybe they're just getting a little burnt out at home or they just really, you know, just need that peaceful environment. So if, if a veteran calls us, um, they, they are eligible to stay for up to seven days at our house free of charge. Um, so we do provide uh, some food, but a veteran, you know, it will, you know, we'll supply the basics like bread, milk, eggs, cheese, stuff like that. But, um, any veteran staying there is responsible for cooking their own meals. And so if there's something else they're looking for, um, you know, they can bring it or, you know, go to a store or even they're allowed to even go to a restaurant. If they want to go to a restaurant, it's absolutely fine. Um, you know, I always try my best to get what, um, get more food or the best food we possibly can, but, you know, do what I can. Um, while they're staying at the R&R house, um, you know, we, during the summer, we have uh, an in-ground outdoor pool. So, you know, there, when it's warm, um, the veteran can, you know, go enjoy that. Inside, we have, in the basement, we essentially have a full gym, so they can do that as well. Um, you know, and meanwhile, if a veteran does need to talk to someone, um, that's what we're there for. So we're all certified peer support specialists, and we're veterans. Okay. So we've we've gone through a lot of these shared experiences that um, the veteran uh, would have gone through who's looking to stay at our house. Um, no one is forced to be there. It's all on the veteran's choice if they want to be there. Um, and same with if they don't feel like talking, they don't have to talk. If they just need that place where they just need that little bit of break, that's fine. We respect that. Okay. But if they do want to talk, we're there for them. Yeah. You had mentioned that you're outside of the city. Where are you exactly? So we, we are actually located in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. But we operate for the whole state of Wisconsin. So anybody anywhere in the state can come and have a little respite care at, in Pewaukee. Yep. Okay. Yep. They can give us a call. Um, also at the house, you know, we try to have a lot of different activities too. You know, we try to have art supplies or games and try to do different things to get uh, veterans to open up 
while they're staying there. Um, you know, we're always trying different activities too, because recovery isn't a one size fits all. It's different for everyone. Um, you know, so with that too, um, we also have our 24 uh, seven uh, nine crisis warm line. So if a veteran or a family member, if they're looking to just talk to someone, they can give us a call. Um, so how, how that would work is they would call uh, 262-336-9540. One more time. 262-336-9540. And so um, they'll call to leave a message. Um, you know, we do that. So um, if we are on the phone with another veteran or, you know, trying to help with or having a conversation with a veteran where we're just not interrupting it. So we call a warm line. We just ask to leave a message. We try to get back to within an hour. Usually it's sooner than that, but it just gives us time. Um, also, like if a veteran or family member is looking for a resource, because a lot of people don't know how to navigate or what resource, you know, what resources are available. So, you know, they're more welcome. Call our warm line too, and we'll do our best to connect what resource they're looking for or what, um, what would benefit them the most. You know, so that's really important for us to be able to connect with different resources and connect with other organizations. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking if, if would there ever be a situation where you had mentioned that you allow the veteran to stay up to seven days? Is, is there ever a situation where a veteran would stay longer at the R&R house? Uh, so gen- generally, it's just a seven uh, seven day stay. Um, so after they would leave seven days, we just don't say, hey, goodbye, good luck. You know, we're going to do a 30, 60, and 90 day follow up with that veteran see how they're doing. Maybe they need a different resource, just checking in with them. Um, during that time, too, they're also welcome to call our warm line anytime. Um, after that 90-day follow-up, though, they are now eligible to stay with us again for another seven days. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So uh, you had mentioned that you work with other organizations um, that help to support your mission. So uh, what are some of the other organizations, nonprofit partners, if you will, that extend or enhance the services that you provide at the R&R House? Yeah, so we work with um, everyone we possibly can, whether it be the American Legions, VFWs, uh, Captain John D. Mason, um, uh, Healing Warrior Hearts, and many, many more. You know, that's why it's really important, like the events you guys put on in September, for us to go to those, just not able to talk to veterans that show up, but able to connect with other organizations. You know, um, not every organization can do everything so we like try to find organizations that can fill in where where we where we can't you know so you know if, even if someone calls the R&R house and we're not a right fit for them we do our best to try to find that resource that is, that will be able to help them or what they're looking for for that time so we really don't try to tell um, anyone or try closing any doors we try to look for a solution or try to get them to what it is that they're looking for okay it, and then you have something when we were talking in preparation for this radio show uh, interview, you had mentioned something about warm handoffs. Yeah. So, what is that about? So warm handoff. Um, so a lot of a lot of places, if um, you're going to give someone a resource, they might just give someone a phone number or hey, uh, here's an email address. Just go ahead, email this person. We, um, we, we don't like just dropping someone else in someone else's lap. That's why we like um, build, building a relationship with another organization, you know, where we can truly, instead of just giving that individual phone number, be like, hey, I know this, uh, you know, I know um, this individual that works with uh, Waukesha County Service Officer. 
Um, so, you know, we'll give them a call with them. You know, or, you know, we'll have them stay on the line, give them a call and be like, hey, look, I have so-and-so on, you know, um, on the phone. They're looking for this resource. You know, I'd like to introduce them and then do that more, you know, we call it a warm handoff where now they're making that connection. And now we can take that step back, but they don't feel they're alone in that situation. I, you know, I've had a lot of callers who would call us um, looking for a resource and they would almost uh, – get hesitant to either want to take a phone number of another resource or they're just tired because they've called one person and they've called the next person and the next and it's almost an endless loop of them just calling different individuals and not really getting an answer and that can be very frustrating I've been in that position several yeah, times trying yeah. to find and just having someone who's kind of navigate that before and it being there with them truly takes some of that pressure off I imagine. And then, like you said, you let's say the veteran that you're helping, you're they're working with you, also a veteran. Mm -hmm. So you can empathize with what it is they're going through. And then you connect them perhaps with another veteran from another organization that can also understand because they had been through it themselves. And you walk alongside that veteran to make sure that they have all the resources that they need. And then again, as you said before, after 90 days, Let's say you do this this warm handoff to another organization, and they get the help that they need from that organization. And then, if they find that they still need some extended help, they can come back to the R and R house after ninety days, and kind of re do a restart. Yeah, correct. It, okay, it, absolutely. And with that too, um, one other service we offer is we have um, our virtual support group. We offer um, it's the second Tuesday of every month. And our information for that is on our website or, you know, they're more than welcome. Always give us a call at 262-336-9540. Um, it lasts about an hour, and it's for veterans and their family members, too, if they like to attend. It's on Zoom. It's virtual. Um, lasts about an hour. Um, and our guidelines for that, too, is also on our website. So if someone does have questions or they don't know if maybe it's for them, they're more than welcome to take a look at how we run it and uh, our rules and obligations everything on there or if they have questions once again they're more than welcome to reach out to us okay so uh, is there a way that the community can support the r and r house or i should reword that we all know that there are many ways <laughs> but tell us what um you know maybe what your greatest need is or what you're looking for uh more than anything else it, yeah, so, I mean, it, it is a, a full house, so like any house, there's always stuff we need, you know, let it be salt during winter for the driveway, um, or, you know, just little things. Anyone who's, you know, uh, have a home or apartment understands there's always things that come up, you know, let it be water softener or, you know, having a pool, having chemicals for that, or even having more or better food for our guests. Um, you know, with, with that too... Um, you know, we're always looking for volunteers if they want to help out. You know, or one one of the biggest things that can just help is just word of mouth. So even if someone's listening to this who isn't a veteran, I guarantee you they'd know at least one person who is a veteran. And just being able to tell that veteran, hey, there's this resource, you know, and be able to tell them, you know, that's one step closer to be able to connect to someone else. Okay. You know, I'm thinking about different nonprofit organizations out there that encourage corporations to come in and provide support in some way, like the Ronald McDonald House, you know, encourages organizations or families for that matter to come in and provide dinners. Do you do stuff like that or you prefer just people dropping off food? 
Oh, it, it, absolutely. We've done a few different things. Um, w one thing, actually, right now, we have a local um, uh, Boy Scout who's uh, working on a Weeble Scout project where they're making uh, benches for our guests for the property. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so we, we've done a lot of different things. We've talked to individuals who want to make uh, quilts for our guests or... You know, r really, you know, if there's something that someone just thinks, oh, I think that might be a good idea or maybe a veteran would appreciate that, give us a call or, you know, contact me through email, whatever. You know, we're open to pretty much anything. And like we said before, you know, um, recovery, you know, isn't a one-size-fits-all for everyone. Right. So having every different option is fantastic. Okay. And I'm just curious, too, about clothing donations. Like, there's so many in the winter months that do coat drives. You know, are you looking for that type of stuff in addition to other donations like cash donations? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, money donations always helps out because it helps us get the stuff we need. Like you said before, it, it's a house, so, you know, even just, you know, buying the air filters, water filters, all that little stuff really helps out. Um, you know, with, with clothes, I try to keep some extra there for the guests just in case if a guest, you know, when they do stay, they, you know, maybe don't have a lot of clothes or something happen, um, you know, just make sure there's something for them. Let it sure. be just a jacket or a pair of pants or just something extra. Okay, um, but more household goods is what, or food, would be more of what you're looking for. Yeah, that, yeah, that helps okay. us. Um, one big thing on there, too, is since we're operating for a whole state, we don't have a huge budget for transportation. Oh, so okay. getting like Uber or Lyft um, gift cards, so that way if a guest is trying to come to us but they really can't afford or drive towards us, we try to help them as much as we can. Oh, good idea. That's a great idea. Okay, well, we've shared a lot of different uh, ways that our listening audience can um, provide support. Uh, what's the best way for people to contact you again? Can you share those resources like your your um, your your warm line and your telephone number, maybe Facebook page? There's a donate button on there, perhaps. Uh, how can people get to you? Yeah, so um, the warm line, uh, our phone number, it's just a great way, which is 262-336-9540. One more time, slower. 262-336-9540. Okay. We, uh, also, we have a website. Um, which would be on uh, Mental Health America Wisconsin. It's on their page. Um, we have a YouTube channel, which would be the R and R House. Um, we, you know, we have a Facebook. If you looked up R and R House Mental Health America, um, we have a Twitter, Instagram. We try to be a little bit everywhere. We also update when there's different events going on. We try to put that on our social medias as well. Um, so with this other things with the veteran community, maybe when new benefits come out or anything, we try to keep everyone up to date as much as possible with different resources. Okay. So lots of things out there that you're providing for, uh, for our wonderful veterans. So thank you, Peter Baruki, for participating in our interview today. Thank you for all that you do for fellow veterans, and thank you for your service as well. Thank you. Like I said, glad to be here, so thank you. We're happy to have you here. Well, Peter told us that the R&R House works with other nonprofit organizations in a complimentary way, and one of the organizations he mentioned happens to be our next guest. So stay tuned to hear who that is when we return. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and my next guests today are Susan Smichael and Mark Flower, who are here to tell us about the Captain John D. Mason 
Vet Peer Outreach Program. So welcome to the show today, Susan and Mark. Thank you, Jill. We appreciate the opportunity to be here and share the program. Yes, thanks, Jill, and uh, thank you for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. You are welcome. You're welcome. So, Susan, why don't you start by sharing what exactly is the Captain John D. Mason program? What's it all about? Certainly. uh, The Captain John D. Mason was started between the Milwaukee Zablocki VA and the Medical College of Wisconsin. It is a program where we utilize veteran peers. We go out into the community and outreach to locate those veterans who are in need um, and connect them with VA health care and mental health care and community resources to empower them to live a healthy, productive life. Uh, We do know that 70% of veterans who die by suicide are not connected to the VA. Mm -hmm. So that is our main goal to help suicide prevention, and we aim to save lives that way. Okay. The program was named after Captain John D. Mason. He was in Vietnam um, in the... uh, 2nd Battalion, 12th Marines, 3rd Marine Division. He had a stellar military career and received the uh, Bronze Star Medal with Combat V device. Successful businessman, married, family, but he suffered silently with PTSD and depression. Um, Never shared that with anyone, but in 2013 had some financial distress um, and overtook him and he died by suicide Mm -hmm. so his best friend did start this program so we can help other veterans in need and get them the care that they need wow and that's that's a stat that's very sad that 70 percent are not even connected to the va and so you know you try and reach those people out there to let them know that there are people here that can surround you with love and provide support right absolutely there's several veterans they don't consider themselves veterans so they don't self-identify they don't wear the hat so our program goes to community events milwaukee sports show um, festivals county fairs and we look to find those veterans in the community and we ask them are you connected with the va and if they're not we'll ask them why and we'll say, we're here to help you get connected. And this you deserve this. You've earned these services. Wow. Well, they certainly have. Um, how did you get involved? Or why are you involved, Susan? Um, I'm involved mostly because I want to help people. And um, I feel there's no other better way to use my gifts than to help our veterans get the services they need. I would not be here today interviewing with you um, or doing what I do if it weren't for what they've done for us. Oh, very well said, yeah. So I understand that your organization became involved in something called Live Today, Put It Away. What is that about? Yep. So that is Wisconsin's Gunshot Project Safe Storage Program. It's named Live Today, Put It Away. Um, And it provides voluntary temporary safe storage of a firearm to a veteran or any individual who is in a temporary crisis. We do know that um, when folks are in crisis and over 50% of those could be due to, they're not due to mental health. It could be something that they found out they're having a divorce or legal trouble. Um, And to have a time away from any lethal mean, especially a firearm, um, is important. So this program, you have firearm retailers across the state, and they 
we provide them with suicide education materials um, so that they're trained how to recognize those situations where someone would come into their shop to purchase a firearm and it wasn't for recreation or protection. Um, how do they deal with that? What, what do they say? So education for staff and, and firearm owners. And then we also provide uh, responsible firearm ownership materials for their customers. Um, the 11 commandments of firearm ownership 11th being safe storage. Mm. Um, so the firearm retailer will provide voluntary temporary safe storage of a firearm to any individual who's in a temporary crisis. It's really good to know that there's an organization out there doing that because I don't need to verbalize, go into detail about some issues that have happened across our country with uh, people who are unsafe with firearms. And so I'm just talking gen- people in general, not targeting veterans at all by any means, but just knowing that there is a place that if people feel um, that they just, it's a good thing that they put it away, that you guys are providing information to organizations that provide the firearms to know what to do. I think Correct. that's that's great. Is is the program available to anyone? I mean, how, how would an individual utilize that service? Absolutely. Live Today Put It Away has an interactive map uh, located on the BeThereWiss.com website. Uh, you would just go to that website and go to the Live Today Put It Away tab and scroll down to see that interactive map. All they need to do is locate uh, the closest retailer to them, click on the dot on that interactive map, and it will bring up the name and phone number of that firearm retailer. And we also now have um, a separate map uh, for a police department, and we're looking for police department and sheriffs. Um, some people may choose to have that route, but they just click on that and give them a call. And s- instead of saying, I'd like you to um, make an appointment to service my firearm, I'd like to make an appointment to come in and have you hold my firearm. So ideally, you know, having time away from their lethal means can save a life. Um, if, if those individuals don't have uh, maybe a hunting buddy or a loved one when they're going through a crisis that can hold their firearm temporarily or keep it for them or a way to lock it up, then this is just another option available to them. Absolutely. And it's a great option. So once again, it's www.betherewiths.com. That is correct. And then you view the interactive storage map. Just click and on And put the it away tab. And that gives you the rest of the information. Yep. All they need to do is give that retailer a call. Um, they bring in their firearm unloaded just as if they were to bring it in to have it serviced. Okay. Yep. And then they can sign up to have that held for one, two, or three months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, if, if someone's listening and they want more information on either the Captain John D. Mason Veteran Peer Outreach Program or the Live Today Put It Away Program, what should they do? Where should they go? Where should they? F- how can they find out more information about either of these programs? Sure, you can either email us at Captain John D Mason Program at mcw.edu, or you can visit our website www.veteranpeeroutreach.org, and there is a contact us form there, and we'll be notified and we'll reach out to you. Yeah, the, the Live Today Put It Away program, um, just to give you a, a short story, uh, we were presenting this to our local CVSO, that's your county uh, veteran service officer. Uh, they have 
everything needed for veterans who are coming out of the military transitioning out. And we were sharing this program at a, a conference of theirs so they knew that this program was available because that's the biggest thing is to make sure the community knows this program exists um, so they can utilize it. And um, I did have one of the CVSOs contact me later uh, to tell me that a very uh, close friend of hers was sitting on the edge of a, a bed um, with a firearm to her head. Um, she was able to talk her down, and then she told her about this program. And that veteran went out to her local firearm retailer and said, I almost, um, you know, I, I was sitting there, yeah. and uh, this is a program you need to be a part of, and let me know about it. I did call the retailer, and he signed up immediately. So I think um, we also know another gentleman, uh, Matt McDonald, who shares this story um, on a podcast with us. He's with Next 18, and he had a similar situation where he was coming off of medication, um, having some thoughts. He woke up one day, and he said he thought, I should probably, I should probably um, lock up my firearm. He said, I don't know why I've ever thought that. I've never thought that before. And he said he went to get the lock, and he looked at the firearm just a little too long. Um, but then he did thankfully lock it up and give um, someone the key to hold on to it. But it's, it's with suicide, it can happen in less than an hour. So when someone's going through a crisis, um, you want to ask them if you have a friend or a loved one and you know they're going through a crisis. It could be anything. It could be a mental health or it could be some other one that I mentioned. You want to ask them if they have firearms. And if they do, you want to say, you know, you might want to think about just, you know, locking those up. Or do you have someone who can hold them for you temporarily? Um, just until you're over this crisis, you've had a chance to think about it um, or get some treatment if need be, if that was the case. Um, but just to give that that time and distance for them to think things through and realize things will be okay. Yeah, I think that is so important, uh, advocacy for sure, on these programs that you have available. That's why we do this This show, is to make sure that uh, our audience is aware uh, for themselves or maybe even for a loved one um, or just to be talking about it when they're out and about. And uh, we've interviewed Matt from Next18, you know, yeah. so he was able to share his story uh, on his own interview. So um, we're going to take a quick break right now. But when we return, we're going to hear from Mark Flower about his transition from the military to civilian life and how he's involved in the Captain John D. Mason program. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking with Sue Smichael and Mark Flower, representing the Captain John D. Mason program. So, Mark, it's your turn. Let's hear from you now. Tell us a little bit about your background and why are you involved with the Captain John D. Mason program? Well, again, thank you, Jill. And and again, your Ellen Becker Investment Group. Appreciate the fact that you're having us on. You're um, I, I'm an Army, Army veteran, um, did my active service 76 to uh, 80, um, was in the reserves up and on to 2006. Um, why? Did I get involved with this kind of work is because I have had many friends and, well, 
die by suicide, unfortunately. Also, I had my little bouts of my own personal issues. Um, I found getting involved way back when I started getting involved with uh, veterans issues and doing work and doing doing the stuff that I kind of do and, and stuff like the Captain John D. Mason peer support outreach program um, helps me too. Mm. Where, where, where it keeps me, my brain on track, me on track to where um, getting veterans that are transitioning not only our military folks that are transitioning out of the military that are coming back into civilian life, but veterans transition all the time. So we got veterans who may be going back to school to then transition into school, then get done with school, transitioning out, transitioning to a new job or transitioning out of a job for whatever the reason, um, um, realizing their, their, their mental health things if they come to come to realize that they may have a mental health thing going on whatever that may be that's a transition so we we're looking at how our veterans transition and I kind of relate that to how I've had to learn how to transition because I've transitioned in many different aspects um, throughout my own personal life um, but in the end it's about setting the veteran up for uh, I guess the best way to put it is is a life of well-being better well-being in their in their life and moving forward and coming to realize understand um that in all reality things are pretty good even though there are moments sometimes they may not feel that way sure and uh peter in our previous segment was talking about uh no better than a veteran to serve and support a yep. veteran right because you've been there done that right we've I mean, all had very it. yeah we've all had very uh similar ex experiences some some veterans may not have deployed to combat, but yet, and then we got, of course, our combat veterans that have actually went to combat, but yet we are all trained to do that. I, I like to say we were just lucky enough not to get asked to go somewhere when we didn't have to deploy anywhere. Yeah. But yet, if we would have been asked, we would have went I'm because sure. that was our job. Right, right. Well, talk to us about the mission again. You know, how do you work with partners that would extend the mission of the John D. Mason program? Well, one, we're always looking at uh, new partners to work with, one. Um, like, we belong to the Veterans Health Coalition, which is about 80, 80 members at this point of different organizations that are working on pretty much the same mission that we are on, is the Veterans Wellbeing. The Southeast Wisconsin Veterans Suicide Prevention Task Force which is actually up to about 50 members now um, that uh, concentrate more on the veteran suicide. So we try to bring our resources together to, so that it, it enhances our ability to provide resources to our veterans that may be in crisis. So let's say I, I'm out there in the community talking to somebody that I or Captain John D. Mason does not provide that resource. I know folks that do provide that resource where then I can then get them hooked up within our network of folks to, uh, for lack of a better way, get them the help they need. Right. Um, we also have just been lucky where we've gotten a grant with the Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin, which is now it's going to actually, in all reality, expand our reach, um, which is awesome, and, and to improve our manpower. And also uh, the American Legion Disabled Veterans of America our Wisconsin Department of Veterans Affairs, and our medical college where we support not only 
well, we are out at the Medical College of Wisconsin, but yet we support some of the other um, projects that are going on, like Reclaiming Your Path, Remembering the Lost, and Reach Out Wisconsin, which are other projects within that we help more or less uh, help them get through it and and talk about it and get it out there to the community. Yeah. Well, we we often say that not one nonprofit can do it all. And so by collaborating and partnering with other organizations, you're, you're able to bring the best possible service and support to the veteran that you're serving. So Peter, again, uh, in his segment, was talking about the importance of partnerships. And uh, it's important to share that on the show so that people understand who are the people that you're working with, right, to be right. able to provide that, that uh, great service. So, you know, you've talked about these two programs. Um, you talked a bit about each one. If you were to summarize uh, the most important things about these programs, both of you, Susan and Mark, what, what would you say uh, are, are some of the key things that you want the audience to take away today? Well, for me, it's uh, saving veterans' lives, actually in all lives. Yeah, ironically, 70% of our veterans that die by suicide are firearm-related and it, oh. it's kind of ironic how we had a 70%, 70% of our veterans don't get services at the VA, but it's also that ironic 70% um, of our veterans die by firearm deaths. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, uh, it's important for people hearing this information that they get out and share the information and also that you know, the people talk to their local retailers, you know, like you said, Susan, let them know about the program and encourage them to, to sign up and not be afraid to ask for help. I think that's, that's an underlying thing too, that after talking with a number of different veteran organizations or nonprofit organizations that support veterans, they talk about the fact that it's so important to, to ask for help when you need the help, that there are so many people out there that are willing to walk alongside you and, and help you through the challenge that you're going through. Um, so if, if you're in that situation, reach out to either the Captain John D. Mason program or any other uh, veteran organization out there, right? Yeah, I would just like to emphasize that uh, it's not a weakness to ask for help. I mean, there was a time where it was always thought that way, but really it's not. That's, that's strength. You're so right. Coming to realize that we got a thing that we need to fix that strength. Yeah. I also wanted to add that I think sometimes for people it's difficult if someone tells them they're going through a tough time. Maybe they don't know how to talk to them or they're afraid to mention or even ask them, are you are you thinking of suicide? And they think that if they ask something like that, it's going to cause it. And that's not the case. Um, and there are programs such as RACE um, that are available, suicide prevention training, um, SAVE. The VA offers SAVE training. Um, RACE training is available both in person and virtual. It's for any individual, business, veteran, um, organization. Um, and it basically just summarizes the steps and, and teaches you how what to recognize and how to talk to someone who might be struggling. Um, and it just teaches you to recognize, ask, care, ex escort. So it's the four steps. Um, and so if anyone is interested in just getting information, what is that? Um, we have pamphlets we can share with them. So again, contact us at Captain John D. Mason Veteran Peer Outreach Program. Okay. Well, 
how can our listening audience help you with your mission? So we were talking about veterans out there if they're looking for help. Let's say there's organizations or individuals out there that want to help with your mission. What is the best way for people to do that, and where should they go? So, yeah, they can uh, contact us. Our donations are always welcome. Um, Volunteerism is always welcome. Supporting us in the aspect of sharing our programs. If you hear this and you go, I, I know a gun shop or, or a range that provides storage, go talk to them about what we're trying to do and maybe we can have a conversation with them or they can reach out to us. But you can reach out to us at www.mcwsupport.mcw.edu or our www.veteranpureoutreach.com. Okay. Well, that's, the, that's a mouthful there. It might... Uh, I would say if there's an easy way, people can probably just Google Captain John D. Mason, right? Won't they get to you somehow? I mean, (laughs) with all the socials that are out there. Um, Or if it's easier, www.veteranpureoutreach.com. Okay. Or or Facebook, if 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 you're a Facebook fanatic. Okay. So there's a number of different ways that people can get to you. So that's that's awesome. so I want to I want to thank all my guests today, Peter Baruki from the Mental Health America of Wisconsin group in the R and R House, and Susan Smichael and Mark Flower from the Captain John D Mason program. Thank you all for the work that you do to help support our veterans. And th- and thank you for having us talk about it because you're helping us support our veterans. So we do appreciate that, and especially you and you Jill and Alan Becker investment group for having us on today thank you you're welcome you're very welcome if you'd like further information about what we talked about today or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on our show you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200 join us next sunday morning at 10 to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making a difference in our community you can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com so you can listen to previously aired shows. You can also now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So my call to action today would be to decide how you want to make a difference in the life of someone else, whether that's a veteran or someone else in some way. Figure out how you can help uh, provide support, jump on the bandwagon to provide services, maybe advocate for them, donate, volunteer, a lot of different things that you can do to, to help. I'm sure anything you do would be appreciated. I encourage you to find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thank you for listening today and have a great day.